This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Shorewinder.com. Hey guys, Ryan here with Torch Talk Podcast. Did you know that I also run a marketing agency with the absolute best crew? I keep hearing from other garage door companies how their SEO company or their web design company is just not cutting it. We never hear that here. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we work really, really hard for you door guys out there. Check us out, suchandsuchmedia.com. You got the pricing and everything right on the website. Full transparency. And we're going to work really hard because you are the champion of your story. And we just want to be a small part of your success and celebrate it with you. Great customer service. Amazing web design. Phenomenal SEO. It's going to get you ranked. Give us a shout such and such media.com. What's up guys? This is Ryan with Torsion Talk Podcast and I don't even know what day it is. And I tried to do the music by myself and it didn't work. But it's still badass. That's all that matters. The music is cool. That's all that matters. Uh, so I got to say that I am in a little bit of a good mood today. Uh, like more than usual. My crypto account is just like booming. Uh, I don't know. Like if, if you guys are out there and listening, if you guys have like uh, if you guys are in crypto, hit me up. I love to talk crypto. Uh, I've been in Cardano since 10 cents. It's at a dot two two Oh three right now, $2 and three cents. But, um, I've been just like super lucky lately dropping money in coins and then they just go on berserk. And, uh, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, also you'll notice a hat I'm wearing today. I'll give a little shout out to my boys over at, uh, uh, amplify art uh we are uh, in the final stages of alpha hoping to roll into beta phase uh but imagine uh an itunes platform uh reinvented with new technology um it's going to be really cool uh more about that later but uh i'm helping those guys out a little bit and so uh here we are torch dot podcast and today we're going to be talking to Tommy Cummings from Shoals Overhead Door. How are you, Tommy? I'm well. Thanks for having me, Ron. Yeah, bro. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you married? You got kids? What you got? So happily married, uh, two kids. I've got a 14-year-old son, Jackson, a 11-year-old daughter, Reagan. And, uh, of course, they just started back to school. So, you know, times are fun. Uh, but, uh, they started back, I guess this past Friday. So yeah, they grow up fast, dude. Very fast. Uh, where are you based out of? So we are Northwest Alabama. Um, everybody by the name thinks for coastal. I mean, that's kind of the default. Uh, but we are Northwest Alabama, just South of Tennessee, uh, just East of Mississippi. Uh, so we, we will cover into Tennessee and also into Mississippi, but we try to stay in our little uh, neck of the woods. So only in Tennessee, would you name a town Shoals? 
or is that you? That's your company, or is no, that we, a town? Uh, no, so our our little community here is called Muscle Shoals. Yeah, of uh, course. You know, in fact, if you know the the song uh, "Sweet Home Alabama," yeah, and, uh, Muscle Shoals has got the Swampers. So that that's us. There was a local okay. band here called the the Swampers. That's uh, we've got even statues to them. They were kind of uh, an icon in the '70s rock scene, '60s and '70s, and uh, you know they had that southern rock flavor that everybody loved. And so our our little community is based around that and Fame Recording Studio. So if you've ever heard of the infamous Fame Recording, that is here in Muscle Shoals. Very good. Now. Uh... For all you sensitive people out there, please don't take offense if I take jabs at my boy here. Georgia and Alabama share shots, and um, naturally, uh, Tommy's just living in sin, and it's really unfortunate, but we will pray for him. He is an Alabama fan, um, you know, so uh, we we hope the best for him. And, uh, you know, as a Georgia fan, uh, I think we are cursed when it comes to playing them, but nonetheless, uh, all Bama fans are sinners at nature, um, and we're just hoping they all get saved and change their ways. But that's okay. We'll move that's on right, from yeah. that. Uh, Cheaters and, and them and the whole nine yards, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, for those of you guys who don't follow college football. It's um, uh, Georgia has been wanting a national championship since uh, what 1981 when we had our last one. Uh, and we get made fun of a lot because we recruit really well but can never bring it home, and we've had multiple chances, and it seems like every time we get close, Bama is in the way, and we tend to pretty much beat everybody except for them, Uh, and we played the national championship against them a couple years ago, and I paid $1,600 for a seat in that one, Um, but hey, uh, if if your dogs haven't been to the national championship since you were three years old, uh, you got to fork it up and go. And that was the cheapest seat I got, I could find. So uh, I went to that one, and boy, was that a great first half! Uh, I mean, we whooped their ass, we tore them up. You and- did. You know, that was, <laughs> I remember that game. That I was counting it down and saying, "Man, this is done." What what what's the play? The infamous play. I'm a terrible Bama fan. Was third and 21 or something too it comes in dude i mean like we had uh, yeah there was so many scenarios where you're talking like inches change that entire game i mean um yeah uh you I know mean, we had the trick uh kick what, what were they called nick's trick kick for a while yeah and we, I mean, we had to pull the stops out we were playing like auburn for a while you know where we just pulled out all the stops <laughs> out you know <laughs> so yeah. we can, we can uh we can at least agree on that part. That right? was a tale of two halves. Uh, Georgia won the first half. Alabama won the second half. And unfortunately, Alabama won the second half more than Georgia won the first half. And uh, that was uh, that was pretty rough. But I'm a diehard Georgia fan. As a matter of fact, uh, I am going to a closed scrimmage tomorrow at Sanford Stadium to watch Georgia. Um, oh. I got invited, so I'm pretty excited about that. That's exciting. So, uh, Tommy, you're married. You got two kids. Um, I uh, you're running a door company. Are you? Uh, tell me a little bit about the structure of your company um, and uh, what you do there, and what the roles are. How many people you got, and what you guys specialize in? You do commercial, residential, what? Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, we we probably depending on the season will ebb and flow between commercial and residential. We currently have, I believe it's. 21 full-time persons and one part-time 
Uh, we uh, we have what, five residential trucks and five commercial trucks. Some of the residentials are, are single guys. Uh, a couple of those, you know, service guys and whatnot. Uh, we've got some, most of our commercial guys are two men. I think there's four two men trucks, maybe one single guy. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we, depending on the, the season, we, we split commercial residential, uh, you know, right now it seems to be commercial. Uh, well, it seems to be a lot of everything right now. Dock work. We do, uh, you know, dock levelers, dock seals, dock locks. We'll do gate operators, gate opening devices. Um, and then of course, residential commercial sectional rolling and high speed. We've really cut it off there because, you know, you can become a little, uh, too uh, uh, involved in trying to do everything and not become yeah. really great. So uh, we have to be careful about that because we do have individuals who maybe have a specialty towards gate operators or dock work and we try to uh, schedule it as such. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of our, our thing. We cover about a, an hour east, an hour west. Uh, we'll go south an hour up, you know, north an hour. So we try to stay in about an uh, hour radius of where we're at drive time wise. So. Nice. Um, and so what do you do for the company specifically? Uh, so I am a, a partner, uh, 25% owner. Um, and, uh, you know, my day-to-day roles change, uh, that I'm currently working on kind of restructuring, as you well know, uh, we're working on building some different job roles, but currently, um, I'm kind of, uh, serve as our outside rep and then, uh, owner duties and then also manager duties as well as coaching and, and warehouse and toilet paper changer and, you know, <laughs> you yeah, know the, the vacuum, the dust out of the floor and uh, all that. But no, uh, we're trying to, to get some people p- picking up extra roles and, and deciding if we want to maybe add another inside person or get some other people to step up and maybe work on being the guy to train instead of it always falling on me and, and that sort of thing. So, but yeah, that's uh, it's kind of day-to-day duties. I never know what I'm going to get into, you know, safety meeting in the morning and uh, who knows in the afternoon and then quotes at night. I hear you. So you sound like probably 80% of the door guys that I talk to on a regular basis. And, um, and I think that uh, as business owners in general, it's kind of like small business owners. I think it's very similar, right? Where you kind of wear multiple hats and, and you go into a day with a great plan and by 10 o'clock, that whole plan could be shot. Uh, so we'll I, talk. In fact, I'm shocked when it's not. Yeah. Um, so uh, what I, I'm actually interested in kind of going, I don't really have an agenda today other than just chatting. Like um, I think about, uh, you know, we I run a door company called Aaron Overhead Doors. And, um, you know, I think about uh, if I were to run a door company in Alabama, um I've got some interesting characters who work for me, uh, but you have to have one or two personalities on your team being in Alabama. That's just like fun. Like just, Oh, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of ones that aren't, but I'm also trying to think of <laughs> ones that are appropriate for, uh, for uh, uh, sensitive ears. So, uh, yeah. you know, you know, that kind of runs with it too, but yeah, we do have some characters, uh, you know, it's, it's such a, uh, we keep it pretty light. I mean, I'm pro, you know, if there's a joke being played, it's more likely that I'm involved in it in some capacity than, than, <laughs> than I'm not. So, uh, and they all kind of know that. For example, we've got a, a new guy, uh, Jess, who is 
our now service dispatcher here. That is his specific role. And uh, the service guys have been kind of playing a joke on him the last couple of weeks. So, cause he's, he's kind of new to the garage door industry. Now he, you know, he can look at a screen and dispatch and he's really interested in garage doors, but so they decided, I don't, I wasn't involved in this one, but I think it's hilarious. So they'll bring in these random garage door parts. I'm talking a pulley, a bent motor arm, just some kind of bolt. And they'll set it on his desk every evening. Uh, and they'll not, not literally every evening, but they'll be sitting on his desk. They won't say a word about it. They'll just put it on there and he'll, he'll walk in and say, man, what's, what's, what's this? I don't know. Get with the guys. And they'll be like, Oh, I don't know. You need to get one of those ordered. And they'll, they'll take him down these roads of, trying to figure out where these parts go <laughs> what they go on they'll say oh yeah that's one of those old uh, motors you know the ones and they'll come up with some name that's an old Mormatic, you know something you can't find anything for and they'll yeah. send him down these these rabbit trails and uh so he's finally caught on to it that's what they're doing. <laughs> so just this morning we had a safety meeting and uh and there's one uh barry uh here this one guy that just is notorious for it so he he boxed a bunch of old random parts up and put special order parts. And so one of his service calls said special order parts, you know, in truck already. And uh, of course he gets to the job site and he, he, he quickly figured out what happened and it was, it was pretty good. You know, everybody's kind of cutting up. And so, man, we like to cut up. we like to keep it light. Uh, we like to have fun. Uh, we take our jobs very serious, but you know, we have that, uh, uh, man, I'm trying to think of, of some other guys here, but, uh, you know, some of them just, uh, some of them you just really can't tell on radio, you know? Yeah. So the, uh, the new guy, his initiation has happened. Did he take it pretty good when he kind of figured out? Yeah, it, yeah, he did. He's got a great, he's, he's got a sense of humor and they really gel well with him. And he's, you know, they're learning each other. But yeah, that was one thing because he was like, he was, he would fret so much. I mean, I would see just like a pulley on his desk. He's like, I mean, is this not just a regular pulley? And, and of course, I'd say, I don't know, you need to check with, you know, Daniel or Barry, I don't know. They put it yeah. on there. I don't know what the story is. Knowing full well what the story was. And they'd be like, no, that's a, man, you got a, that's a special pulley. You can't use just a regular old pulley. And oh, it's funny. It's funny because he would say, man, I cannot, you know, Mormatic is one that really got me or a challenger, man, one of those old challenger mm-hmm. motors. You know, I can't find any parts on these operators anywhere. Now, they, they hadn't made those in like 30 years, you know. Right. Uh, you, you find that. And there's so some it, still it, going. Yeah. But I will say this. Uh, even though set up as a joke, he's, he's gained a lot of knowledge on the old stuff that we're trying to get away from. So <laughs> that has happened. So how did you get into the door industry and, and how long? You know, that? Yeah, uh, that, that's a, uh, uh, a interesting story. I was uh, working at Orkin Pest Control as a termite technician. And I'm going to tell you something, um, you know, Pest control is, is, you know, that that's a service business. That's great. But termite technician, man, that is not, uh, that is a nasty job. You're crawling under people's houses. You're crawling through their leaking sewage pipes. You're crawling through, mm. uh, you know, God knows what. And, uh, you know, because you're not crawling under new homes. You're crawling under homes that got termite damage. And it was awful. I started that job right out of high school, was going to night school, and, uh, a friend of the family had worked there and kind of put in a good word for me. And it's awful. I mean, when I tell you it's awful, it's terrible. I mean, I found somebody's dead cat under the, it's terrible. So I hated that job and I put my notice in as soon as I finished the training. I felt so bad because I knew they just spent two weeks worth of training on me. And I'm like, dude, I can't work here anymore. Yeah. They're like, well, we did just pay for this training. How about you work at least a month? I'm like, I'll do that just to kind of do the honorable thing. And uh, I passed by Shoals Overhead Door every day on there. 
And uh, I literally looked across the street when they said, man, I'm going to work somewhere like that. So just stopped in, talked to Paul Wallace, who's still, who is my partner, 75% owner. And uh, we worked it out, put my notice in and, and came over here. Uh, so worked as a uh, shop boy and uh, a very, very uh, poor uh, commercial helper uh, for, for several years and, and, you know, kind of, kind of worked my way through it. And that was 98. That was 1998. That's a good story. So you went from shop yeah. helper to part owner. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. You know, people say uh, it doesn't happen, but it, it really does, man. I was going to, I was working here, um, going to night school to the local community college and uh what were you going to school for uh well you know like most 18 19 year olds man had no vision had no clue had no i was like well i'll go get basics you know because that's going to transfer to everywhere so was doing basics and uh um ended up like one class short of my associate degree uh at, at, at business management but i did find that i really liked business management i liked every part of it you know uh I don't know what was wrong with me, but, you know, really enjoyed that. And uh, so went uh, for business management. I think I'd be like one accounting class or something. I never did go back and take, but. Uh, nice. So I think that's great, especially like, uh, I don't know how, like, for those of you guys have been around the podcast for a while, like what inspired me to start this was really the, uh, the conversations that I had with people um, around business. Um, there's a lot of really good garage door guys out there who want to be a great business owner, but don't have the training or know how, uh, on the business side. And so they're struggling. Um, and, and even if you know the business side, it's still a struggle. I can tell you firsthand. Uh, and so I think, uh, I think it's really cool, um, that you, you have that background and are able to contribute to the business in that way. The, uh, the guy that hired you, uh, the owner, is he still active in the business or? He is, uh, he is currently on vacation, like a, a somewhat extended one, but uh, Paul Tate, he's a great guy. can't say enough good things about him, uh, but he is probably in the next few years going to be uh, more and more absent from the business. So he and I are working on a, a plan to, to kind of work that, those things out, a, a transfer of ownership, a buying out, if you will. Uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's doing a little less every year. You know, he's getting to that point in his life where he doesn't really have to do this every single day. Good for so, him. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud for him because he's worked hard and he's done a good job here. And, uh, you know, hopefully I've picked up a thing or two from him. He's, uh, uh, a great guy to have a lot of respect for, but he's not uh, super active. Um, I mean, he's here, he's going, you know, if a commercial contractor or somebody knows he's going to come in and he's going to he's going to clean that cell up. He's a salesman, you know, by, by, by nature and, uh, he'll clean it up, but then he's going to say, okay, here, go, go get this done, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, yeah. But that's a great story because, um, for a lot of guys that listen, I think, you know, I challenge our GDU groups to have an exit strategy and to plan accordingly. Right. Um, and with this, uh, it's a good story. Like, um, you know, I think a lot of guys don't know how it's going to end for them. And it sounds to me like, uh, like the gentleman, what's his name, Paul? Paul Wallace. Yeah. It sounds like Paul was very smart, um, knew how to identify talent and, uh, and not greedy, right? Like, I think it sounds to me like, Hey, uh, I don't have to own a hundred percent of the business. I can find a, a partner that's going to help me and then transition and potentially, 
you know, either sell more to him or whatever. Uh, so I think that's awesome. I think that's, uh, uh, I think more people need to be processing that, especially if you're in your forties, uh, fifties and, uh, and, and you're running a company, you know, do you know what your exit strategy is? Are you going to sell? Are you going to pass it down? You know, are you grooming somebody to take over the business? Are you going to stay full owner? Are you going to give some ownership away? Uh, there's lots of different, um, ways that you can go about that. So I, uh, I applaud Paul for, for having a good strategy. And then, you know, at the same time, like it's easy to look at, you know, the little kid that came in and, um, started out in the warehouse and never really appreciate, uh, them for, you know, their advancements, if they're putting in the effort to grow, um, you know, so, uh, applaud Paul for, for all of those things. Sounds like he's a pretty good leader. And he's done a, a phenomenal job building the brand and the company there. You know, and what's funny about that is, is, is at that time, I'm like, you know, what I had no idea what he saw, had no clue. <laughs> but now I'm 42 and I'm looking around my warehouse, looking around mine. And, and I won't mention names, but there's a couple of guys that I look at and I said, man, that guy's going to be something. You know, that guy's, I need to hang on him, whatever I got to do. Uh, yeah. And and there's a couple of those here and that are real sharp. And, and, you know, it, it kind of is, is an honor that he thought that of me, but because I see some here and what's funny is they may even be behind some of their peers uh, at the time, but you just see that they're, they're the right kind of people. And, and yeah. you'll know what I mean, but they, they just got the they're right hungry. stuff, you know, yeah. uh, you know that's going to be it. So, uh, yeah, so that's awesome. And, uh, you know, and I, I would, I would encourage, like you said, uh, I've seen a number of people, not just in garage shore business, but not have that exit strategy, decide they're going to retire this year and not have any kind of plan, any kind of anything. Yeah. Uh, and, and then they just decide to sell their business. And, and honestly, I mean, you can do that, I guess, but man, if you, if you can set that up a couple of years in advance, that, that's the way to do it. Yep. Have you a plan, have you someone ready to go, you know, have someone you're grooming, whatever you need to do. And how you run your company is different if you're going to sell it or pass it down or whatever. So it's, uh, you know, the strategy is different. The goals are different. So, uh, what are you planning to do if, uh, you know, I think we're talking hypotheticals here, but, uh, what's your goals if, if you do take over fully and got full control and, uh, what's your plan? So currently what I'm working on kind of, we'll call it my one year goal. My immediate goal is we are going through and completely revising all of our operating procedures. And, uh, you know, I kind of blame you a lot for that. So <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take I was, I was up here about 1230 last night. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, no, I didn't tell you to work till 1230. <laughs> But uh, and then back up here at like five, but yeah. four forty-five. But yeah, but that's your fault. Uh, but no, <laughs> um, what that, what that is is uh, we we are trying to do a better job, right? We're trying to get better information to our guys so that when they show up at the job, they know what they're doing. Well, that starts with getting good information back to the office when they go do a site check. But that also starts with getting good information when you talk to them on the phone and get that name and email, you know, verify that address, read that number back to them. So. What we were finding is, uh, you know, when we were smaller, you could get by with some of that stuff. But the bigger you get, the, the you, you know, you as the owner, manager, operator, you can't control everything anymore. And yeah. when you can, you can hypothetically see all these problems and head them off. But, you know, the smarter plan is to have a process, a SOP, a process, a, a form, 
And so as we realize and SOP stands for standard operating procedures. That's right. Yes. And uh, I would encourage anyone who doesn't have them to, to start with them. Maybe don't start it right in the middle of COVID, uh, back order delays, uh, software transition and adding new employees. <laughs> like we've done, you know, but, but maybe, maybe try to pick one, but yeah. we're, we're currently going through your question of what we're, what we're doing say one year term, we're working on our SOPs. We're getting plans together. We're making sure that every contingency is planned for that we, that we can account for. We're making sure that every job role is doing something specific, something with focus and not, everybody's doing the same. Everybody's taking service calls. Everybody's scheduling. Everybody, it, it's, you know, uh, we, we've been through that and uh, it definitely a focus of is, is so much better. So we've got pers- a person who is their primary focus is sales. I don't care if they do anything else. You sell that door because guess what? We ain't got a job if you don't get that door. So right. then I've got a guy whose job is you're scheduling and you're dispatching. You're getting the service call information back. You're getting it forth. If we got to order something, you're handling that. And that is your only focus. I don't care if you do anything else. Now, there are downtimes and they pick something up, but they know that I'm going to hold them accountable for what that focus is. So we're working through that process. So when you're playing, we're, we're getting all those SOPs, job roles, all that uh, forms built and service tightened. And uh, we're, we're kind of getting buy-in on that. Our three-year plan is I hope that at, by that point, we have got this place rocking and rolling. We've got a well-built service department uh, that is that is being less managed by myself. Uh, you know, five-year plan, you know, I would love to have this place running. If, you know, God forbid I died tomorrow, you know, or five years from now, the place could just, just click right along, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I would like to have some other key personnel, have that person in waiting, uh, someone groomed, so a manager coming up and, uh, you know, 10 years, 10 years from now, who knows, but that's the plan. Yeah. And I just want to hit on SOPs real quick because, uh, you know, that is a, a very business term, uh, a focused business term. So, uh, standard operating procedures is a step-by-step process that you go through for everything that you guys do. So, uh, we just completed ours from the time the call comes in, you know, in what direction does it go? And you kind of create these step-by-step programs. And then uh, you're able to, when you hire a dispatcher, like um, hand them, you know, the process and say, you know, here's the process. Uh, When you hire a service professional, you can hand it to them and say, hey, this is what the process looks like. Um, And without that, you know, here's here's what what we found. Because we... You know, being on the business end of the world, uh, I'm ashamed to say that I didn't really have a good SOP um, in writing. We had some processes, but here's what happens. You establish processes in your first year um, or or as you're growing. Uh, You start hiring people. You personally train them. Uh, So those few people know, for the most part, what they're supposed to do. Uh, then you lose one of those people and somebody else comes on board. Uh, and you kind of hire, you kind of train them, but you're super busy because you were down a man. So you got them out in the field as quickly as possible. Next thing you know, you hire another person for the office. That person comes in, they get trained by the other person in the office, which may or may not really do it exactly the way that you want it done. Uh, but you're not even a hundred percent sure because you're on the road, you're a small company, you know, and then the evolution of this becomes, 
your service professionals are training new service professionals and your office staff are training new office staff. And, uh, and you haven't taken into account, uh, growth change in the marketplace, uh, the evolution of the, the opportunities and how to train, how to get better. Uh, and so with an SOP, you can create a document, uh, that no matter what everybody starts from ground zero. And SOP should be reviewed every six months to a year to identify any changes that need to be made. Uh, but once you have the document, it's actually pretty easy. If you guys, um, like, you can hit me up. Uh, I've got a version of that I might share with you. Um, or, or I can kind of have Tamara or myself create a version of it so you guys can take it. But in, in my eyes, like one of the reasons we've been able to scale so fast uh, is because we have systems and processes in place. But what I'm identi- what we started identifying this year, what COVID exposed for a lot of people is your processes suck, you know? And then right. it makes it even more difficult when you have manufacturers going through what they're going through. And then it's trickling down to us and we're having to deal with not only our bad processes that we've outgrown. I, maybe I created these processes when we were at 500,000 in revenue and now we're at, you know, 5 million in revenue and they don't work anymore. And your team's figuring out workarounds uh, because they're just trying to do their job. And so you're not hearing about all the problems or the workarounds because they're just doing them. And then one day it like kind of blows up in your face and you're like, oh crap, I need to take, I need, I, I got to put some effort into this. And so, um, it's, it's really hard. Um, and SOP, they like the way that we're doing it is, is we created like a, uh, like an infographic type deal. Um, if this, then that, um, step by step and who does the step. And then, uh, we, it's, it's very minimal, like just, a, you know, one or a couple words, uh, to identify the step. And then we're going to build out like, um, how you do each step. Uh, because right now we just want to, we just want to implement the fact that here's the steps that we need to do. And then, then we're going to build a document on how to do each one. And that's going to be a big document, but the one is like an infographic, and so, um, for those of you guys out there who are struggling, uh, with processes and procedures and kind of, uh, herding the cats, you're probably herding cats because y- they don't know what you expect from them. And the SOP is a great way to, uh, to fix that. So I'm glad you brought that up, Tommy, cause it was a great opportunity for me to share a little bit more in depth about that. Um, so you Absolutely. recently signed up for service Titan too, huh? Hey Ryan, how's it going? Good, man. How are you, Roman? Doing great. I just wanted to reach out and let you guys know how grateful I am that Somer has been a sponsor of Torsion Talk. Yeah, fifth season already. We've had four really good seasons and a lot of good success for us. That's great to hear. At this point, though, I think everybody's pretty much heard of you guys that follow the podcast. What do you think we could say to make your ad stand out for season five? Well, I think we've been working really hard on customer service, making sure that our team and everyone knows all the technical things they need to know to make sure we get uh, the best and quickest service to both homeowners and dealers. Um, We've also been putting a lot of stuff out there to improve product knowledge so that customers know how to, or so dealers and technicians can know how to troubleshoot or know, you know, what all our operators are capable of, because there's a lot of stuff, even stuff that's not in the manual. And 
Um, we're continually improving the product. We've had a couple of new software releases in the last year. Um, we're continually adding additional accessories, and we've got some even new operators in the pipeline that we're excited about. So you guys got a lot going on. That is great. Am I allowed to talk about how awesome you guys have been through all the shortages and price increases? You guys have been like steady Eddie. Like you didn't skip a beat. No quality issues to my knowledge or anything. Well, Summer is a German company. You know, we, we do things slowly, but we're, we try to do them well. That is super true. You guys have a great team, and I am so thankful and proud to have you guys as a sponsor of Torsion Talk. Hey, Torsion Talk family, if you haven't tried Somer yet, I challenge you to reach out and start a conversation today. Not only is the product great, but Roman and his team are super knowledgeable. I can call him and troubleshoot or just ask advice because he's been in my shoes. If you're ready to chat with the team at Somer, call 877-766-6607. Bifolding overhead doors are simply cool. Therefore, if you install one, you too are cool. All kidding aside, Schweiss makes the best bifold door on the market, so when you have an opportunity to sell a bifold, check them out first. As a matter of fact, bifold security doors are hot right now. If you check out their website, bifold.com, you can see hundreds of ideas on how businesses are using bifold doors. They have tons of photos on their website. They've supplied doors, bifold doors, for restaurants, basketball stadiums like Golden One Center in Sacramento, retail stores, and even spectacular homes. These doors are a game changer and a statement piece. If you want a project that will draw attention, sell Schweiss door. Tell them Ryan with Torch Talk Podcast sent you. Visit bifold.com. That's B-I-F-O-L-D.com. I did. We uh, implemented, uh, forget the exact date, but late May. Uh, How's it going? Well, I feel like, so anybody considering it, I'm, I'll, I'll give you a few tips as a, as a newbie. It's an amazing system. Uh, I love the forms, love the pictures. The system runs smooth and slick and it is it is sexy and it does everything you know that we wanted it to do with with, with a few exceptions uh however <laughs> it is a beast i mean you're not going to you know anybody under under uh, uh under the impression that you're going to load that thing up and start rolling with it i mean i kind of thought the same thing and realized i did uh watch all the videos do the training um and then implement it and then go back and watch the videos and do the training again and uh uh, because it'll do what you ask it to do. So if you're just wanting a dispatch software, that I mean, it's fine, but there are cheaper systems that'll dispatch, you know, and in my case, we're just now starting to run some of that uh, key information. Uh, we really wanted it. I've got, you know, I mentioned my new sales uh, service guy. I've got him running, or uh, he's ran, since we started it, the first month I kind of washed because I knew there was going to be some mess ups, but we've got, I've got him filtering by job types. He runs me a report every couple of weeks. We look at our, the number of residential service calls we ran, the average cost per ticket, the average time, like we, we run all that, we compare it and we're starting to make modifications based off of it. So if you'll use it, it's worth it. Totally worth it. Uh, we, I feel like we're just now like starting to use it. Like it took us, what is it? Maybe three months to kind of, just get super familiar with it uh still probably don't use half of it yeah. but uh i will say it was it was worthwhile and it's going to really move us towards the future and it's uh you know as a result it's kind of got me on the software kick and we just picked up a messaging uh, software podium uh, how do you like it so far 
Uh, I do. I like it a lot. Uh, the only complaint I have with it at the moment is that it does not save reoccurring card information. And I told them that. I said, man, that's, that stinks. Like, we, well, you got to get it because uh, we have revised even our service tickets, man. We're getting a card up at the front end, you know, before we come out because I'm looking at our collections list and we're calling people over $150 service calls, which, which is A, another problem, but B, I mean, you're not going to get that. I mean, you call them three times. They're not going to pay yeah. you that. And you can't really collect on that. So uh, we're, but Podium won't let me save the card info. But, man, you can text the link to someone with a pay request. You can uh, – you it implements with service site. And so, you know, uh, check your own out. We're brand new to it. I mean, we're still in our training phase. We're, we're two weeks in. But I will say thus far I really like it because if you're – if I'm having a conversation with a customer and uh, I'm now – Moving that over to a technician, the whole conversation assigns to him. So he sees what we talked about. So, hey, man, did he even ask you this? You know, whatever. He can see the whole conversation and it moves. So uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, or uh, there are a number of systems just like it, you know, but uh, I really like it. Yeah, Podium's not cheap. Um, that's one thing that, uh, that I you know, I think it could be a lot cheaper. But um, I think when I, when I had it, it was like 450 a month. Um, is that is it still around that range? Yeah, uh, we are at 500 and that is with the integrated, you can get like a personal, uh, like it's the same person that helps you every time. So, um, I did opt to go with it I, I, after going with it. I was like, man, I probably should have shopped this out a little bit. Uh, but this does everything we want. Um, and it does. And, and the, the, the fact that it implements the service site is really slick. So what, what system do you guys use for, for messaging? So we actually, um, we try to put on our website to call or text us. Um, and we have our phone numbers with service Titan. And so it just goes straight into the messenger feature with service Titan. Oh, gotcha. So if it's a previous client, it pulls them up when they text in and assigns it as long as the phone number is attached uh, to the account. And, uh, you know, we had, we had podium. Um, I love podium. I think it's a phenomenal product. Well built. Um, one of the main things I liked about podium was, uh, Apple business chat. And if you haven't set that up yet, I would highly recommend doing that. It's a little bit of a process. You got to get like approved through Apple. And, um, but what's neat about it is, uh, eventually Apple will, um, uh, Apple will actually uh, have like a directory where they're trying to take over um, the search process. So oh. instead of you having to open up a browser, you can just kind of pull down on your iPhone like you would search for an app. You can search for a service and they you would be in that um, directory. And so um, they've been working on this since... 2003 or four, I think it was, uh, when the first time I heard about it, cause I worked for a, I worked for a company that did something similar to podium. Um, I was a executive sales director for a software company and, uh, they were talking to us about integrating Apple business chat into our platform back then. And it, I kind of got, um, some of the information on their goals and plans with that. And it's pretty impressive, but what's cool about it is if the customer texts you, um, or chats in, it opens up a, a the text feature. Um, it actually, uh, the screen is um, is branded. So oh, wow. okay. uh, Home Depot uses it. 
um, you can you can actually um, check it out if you want to test it that way. But you can text Home Depot and ask, hey, do you have this in stock? And they'll come back to you with a link to purchase it. Or you can say, hey, I'm running to the store. Can you tell me what aisle it's on and where it's at exactly? And they'll tell you. Um, but what's cool about that is at the top, you'll have like the Home Depot logo and everything. Um, so it, the, the, the actual page is branded. Um, and it's your actual text platform. It's really cool. Um, I will absolutely do that. That something like that's worth setting up. Sounds yeah, like, so. it'll take a little time. And then just another thing, like, um, I know you, you're doing a lot of things at once. Uh, another tip, like if you're signing up for dispatch software, um, you know, I'm probably the last person Tamara's going to laugh. She laughs every time I say this, but, um, I would say just have that be one project that you're doing because, the amount of time and effort that needs to go into um, launching a dispatch software is massive. Um, and if you got too much going on, you, you may not be as effective or um, consuming it all properly. So uh, I'm sure Tommy would give you that advice too uh, after going through it. But uh, I think that um, I think that when you do something like that, it, it is such an encouraging thing that you're like, Oh, okay. Well, well uh, because of this, we need to put some processes in place because you're going to have to change processes. You now have a system that has more capabilities than you had before. So you need to evaluate your processes. And so maybe you do that before or after it's a lot, a lot easier to kind of do it afterwards. And that's the toughest part about rolling out a platform is you don't know all of the capabilities until you start using it. So it's hard to put processes in place prior to rolling it out. Um, And so you kind of limp along for a little bit until you figure it out and then you build your processes. But, um, I think that, uh, they, uh, Greg with Jag and Sons just signed up with service Titan. Um, and, uh, I think his biggest complaint was, uh, they kind of drag out the, um, the, um, implementation a little bit longer than he thinks they need to. So, a uh, little bit of feedback, uh, I think, is important there. And uh, if you guys are planning on rolling out dispatch software, don't take on too much during that time. Just stay focused on rolling that out. Uh, Tommy, you recently joined GDU. We haven't really promoted GDU um, on here, um, and I don't want to. I don't want to make this like an advertisement or anything. But, and I haven't even asked you, so I don't know what you're going to say. But uh, uh, how has it been for you? And, um, and what, what do you like and dislike about it? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, signed up. I think it's week three, maybe week four. Um, baby and, brand new. Uh, and I had, yeah. And, and I had, uh, Ryan, I'll tell you, I had some concerns on the front end, but I gotta tell you, uh, I am excited about it. I look forward to it. Uh, in fact, today I, I said, man, you know, we get our, we get to hang out with the guys almost because, you know, I can't talk stores to my wife i love her she's awesome but you know she's gonna look at me and just roll her eyes and be like i'm tired of you talking about you know business and garage doors and you know hang out with my friends we may chat business but these are guys who are serious about they're as serious as i am and I, i've rarely found that about doing the bet not even a good job but the best job i don't even want i want to do the best possible job yeah and i want to poke and prod at something until i find it so find the, the right answer and you know what's funny is everybody in that group's the same way. Uh, you know they got they get they, they're they're you know 
they are serious about it. And so I personally really enjoy it. If you're serious about it, now if you're, if you're casual, I would say it's probably not for you. Uh, you know, if it's just like, you know, if you just want to talk shop, that's probably not it, you know, the yeah. group, but at least our group. But uh, if you're serious about like bettering your business and being, like I said, being held accountable, uh, you know, Tamara notes that every week, what you said, Hey, this week I'm working on X. <laughs> and then she goes, okay, Tommy, how did uh, working on X go last week? And you're like, oh, crap. yeah. Uh, you know, but she, you know, she's awesome, but it's, she, but it, we're held accountable. So I like it. I love it. Uh, you know, I wish I'd have done it a year ago. You know, I mean, it's, it's really we didn't good. Have it a year I, ago, it, but yeah. 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 I mean, it, but the value is totally there. Uh, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna, the encouragement, the, um, sharing of ideas, the uh, networking portion of it. And, 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 Hey man, I've got this one figured out. Let me help you. You help me with this. I need help here. And man, it's fantastic. Love it. I appreciate that. So for those of you guys who don't know, cause I do not talk about it really. Um, and I didn't promote it publicly um, anywhere. We just kind of promoted it with the people who attended virtual door dealer conference uh, for the most part. And uh, we've had a couple referrals but we created um, small groups. Um, so think of like uh, four or five guys being in a group. And every week we have a structured one hour meeting and you set goals and you talk about, you know, some of the biggest challenges in your business and everybody uh, is in different places, but everybody's not in the same market and uh, similar uh, like uh, revenue. Um, so, we're all dealing with similar things or the same things or have already dealt with them. So we're able to help each other out and encourage each other. But my favorite part about it is we set we set weekly goals. Like what are we going to accomplish between now and the next meeting? And we discuss those. And then like he said, Tamara's on the call and she, uh, Tamara's my assistant for those of you guys who don't know. And she, she actually the next week will be like, Tommy, you said you were going to do this by this meeting. Did you do it? And Tommy's got to be like, yes, I did it. So, but yeah, it's a good group of guys. Um, and, uh, and then we have like a chat uh, where during the week, everybody kind of chimes in and chats and has good conversation. So uh, if you're interested in that, you can go to garage and apply. Uh, we, we only have three groups right now and they're about full. I think we got maybe one spot left, maybe two. Um, uh, so if you're interested, let us know. One of the greatest things I get the feedback from is that we're keeping the group small. So there are only like four or five people in each group, which makes it really intimate. Everybody signs an NDA. So nobody's sharing information outside of the group. Uh, what talk, what's talked about is stays in the group. So, um, yeah, if you guys are interested, you can go to garagedreyou.com. That's all I'll say about that. Um, anything you want to add, bro? I want to go back to one thing you said, um, because it is that important. Uh, Ryan made the comment that he would not work on SOPs, dispatch software, and you know everything else all at once. I can't tell you, I can't emphasize that enough. That is currently the position we're in, and you know it's just where we're at. You know, we signed up for Service Titan Heck like October, and it, you know, in October this was a little bit different world, and it just kind of landed the way it landed. Um, and then, you know, we had a bunch of new hires and, and like he said, COVID exposed a lot of the stuff that we had as we got new people, as we got major delays, we're like, oh, we really don't have a way to, uh, understand process and communicate this with our customer. We don't really have a way for a warehouse guy to note all this, this amount of back orders, you know, 
uh, hey, if it was meant one job was missing the spring, it really wasn't a big deal, you know, a year ago, two years ago. But today you're missing half the truck and all the springs and part of the track. And, you know, so, yeah, it, you know, don't don't do dispatch while you're working on everything else. It, it needs you need to give it the time it deserves. It has probably cost us some effort. I mean, cost us some progress, me being doing everything with that. But. You know, it's where we are. We'll get through it. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll plow through. We'll get it done. My goal is by the end of the year, so uh, that we're going to have that up running price book that service is going to be doing. But yeah, I just want to emphasize that. Uh, I agree, and I'll, I'm on that. I'm on that path, right? I think it was you or somebody. I can't remember that I was telling you know try to work on one or two projects at a time and then we got off and Tamara was making fun of me she's like you of all people <laughs> it tell was us me what, yeah <laughs> it was me it yeah. was like hey man I, quick advice you gotta do you know you gotta just but i'm trying to hold myself accountable to that too right and so uh right now like it's interesting because every friday we have a one hour managers meeting um after our daily huddle and we were in there and they're like hey you know what about this and what about that and i'm like I can't deal with that. I got two things on my agenda this month. I need to roll out SOPs and I need to launch our Milton location. Once those two things are done, I can focus on something else. So everything else has to wait or you guys can do it. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we'll just wait. <laughs> yeah, we'll just wait till yeah. you're done. <laughs> so, I mean, it's uh, it's easy as a business owner to see a problem, create a project and, and stay on it. And then, uh, you know, add a bunch of projects as people come at you with problems. But here's the thing is, you know, Tommy, as a business owner, you can't fix everything by yourself. And I think yeah. as a business owner, we, or a manager, whatever leader, sometimes we get to the point where we're like, we want to put everything on our shoulders. And then we realize we're not, we're not doing, we're not giving it the best we can because yeah. we're taking on too much. And I'm at that place. Uh, sounds like you've kind of come to that conclusion recently. And so I think it's great when you, um, when you delegate, like there's people, you know, I hire people that I think are selfless as much as possible. Um, I heard somebody, well, I don't even know what I was listening to. Um, I was listening to something where they were talking about, uh, Oh, I was listening to, uh, Georgia Bulldogs, um, offensive coordinator talking about skill players and the uh the guy said how do you manage that many skill players like getting them the ball and everything and he's like that's the toughest part of my job and he was like you know what i want my skill players to be greedy i want them to be selfish i want them to ha want to have the ball he's like they're motivated because they want to be able to show on the field what they're capable of doing well I, I want service professionals to be the same way. I, exactly. I want them to be hungry. I want them to be excited, but I also want my team to be humble enough and selfless enough to, um, you know, if they want improvements in the business to possibly take on some things to help out with that. Uh, we recently hired a guy, um, funny enough, his name's Buford and we are in Buford, Georgia. Um, and, uh, and I love this guy. I think he's great. And we brought him in and, um, and I was like, Hey dude, I know you're, you're five years in and you know your stuff, but, uh, we're going to throw you in the warehouse for a couple of days. Um, and, uh, and before you, you know, throw you out in the field and he was like, cool, man. I was like, I love it. You yeah, passed the right. test, right? Like, um, so I was like, Hey, we got this project that we need done back here. 
I don't really have anybody else to, to handle it at the moment. And, um, you know, I think with your help, we can get it knocked out real quick. And, um, and sure enough, dude, I mean, I went back there, dude's got a great attitude. He's jump around smiling and he's got, he's drenched. He got the big overhead you know, Hunter fan, by the way. Uh, if you guys are do industrial fans, Hunter's a great option. Little plug for Hunter, um, <laughs> HVLS fans. So, um, but we have a HVLS uh, Hunter fan in there. It's blowing hard, and um, that's what she said. Um, but sorry, I couldn't help myself. Couldn't help myself. Yeah, I take all my leadership advice from Michael Scott. I want. I, I both, both I aspire to be, and I'm afraid I am, Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. My son tells me, my 14 year old son loves the office. Loves it. It's I mean, the best it's show like ever. The series that we just start and then end, and then like a month later, we start again. And he tells me, he worked up here during the summer. In fact, his job uh, was pulling cones uh, out of Old Springs. So yeah. that's literally. That's a paid. new job I mean, in the garage door industry, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, who knew we needed that guy? But, you know, yeah. the, all, my, all my techs just toss them in the job pile. My son would work uh, during the summer, three half days a week, and he just we made a little jig to pull. You know, he's pulling cones out. But uh, he told me like several times up here, you you know you're Michael Scott, right? You, you, you know you're Michael Scott. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was the good way, or right? The bad because way. it's like you watch that show and. You're like, oh my God, there are so many HR nightmares right here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, if I said that in front of my group, I would get sued. Um, but it, it, you like, you can't help but to laugh because it's like the opposite of probably what we should be doing. Um, yeah. And so like, I think every great leader has a little bit of Michael Scott in them. Uh, and we just have to hold back a little bit. So yeah. it's okay. Myself, yeah. Not Scott, right. right. And so I... I think my team knows if I laugh when nothing happens is because I think of something that he would do and I don't do it. I just play it out in my head. Uh, so you're thinking it. Though. Yeah, I'm thinking it. So All with right. uh, Buford, he, um, he knocked that out and um, showed us what he was made of. And that was cool. I really appreciate that. I think that's, uh, that's cool when our guys do that. Um, you know, I got another guy's service professional, bunch of years in the business, superstar. He's really good. You know, he came up here and um, washed some of the uh, vehicles on a Saturday on his day off. Um, wow. You know, we have stuff like that happen all the time. He brings breakfast in once a week for the entire team. Um, and so we, we try to cultivate um, selflessness. And uh, But I want my service guys to be hungry, and I want them to want to do great things. So, uh, you know, I think it's okay for you know for you to hire service guys who are motivated by money, too. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So what's uh, what's Buford's phone? Uh, what's his phone number? <laughs> uh, I don't have it programmed in my phone, so sorry, bro. Oh, okay, I'll get, I'll get it later then. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hear you. He, he, he might he might take all time. He might get him up this way. Yeah, he's doing good. He's doing good. It's only been like a week, but um, yeah, I've been very happy with him. Yeah. Well, Tommy, man, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, is there anything you'd like to share before we jump off? Uh, you know, the couple things I'll just say, man, you know, uh, glad to be on it. Glad, uh, to participate. Uh, I enjoy the podcast. Uh, I appreciate what you do for the industry, uh, as a whole. I don't think I've told you that yet, but I mean, you, you do a lot for this industry. Um, and, uh, you know, not throwing any, any shade or, 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 you know, 
towards our industry. But, you know, we need more people like Ryan in this industry because, you know, especially currently, I don't feel like that we've, we've had a, uh, an ally to get through this. I know we're all kind of in the same boat and kind of all scrambling for, for answers too, but, uh, you know, we, we've maybe lacked a little bit in leadership and, you know, I would like to see that change for the industry and it's going to be people like you. I know that, I know they're out there, but you, you maybe are, are the, uh, the vocal, you may be the one that kind of unites us all that wants to see this industry move forward, yeah. be more professional, uh, offer more product. Hey, we can actually make money in this industry. It's okay. You know, yeah. and, uh, we can all be professional and we can all maybe share instead of hoarding it uh because you know a rising tide it really does it, it lifts all boats and and you know i think if we can all not see each other as that guy down the road uh you know he, he's no good whatever he, he does everything backwards or you know it's not the way we do it and and we can i, I think you bring a lot of that professionalism and, and unity to this industry and i'm, I'm glad you've done so appreciate that uh, it is it is noted i think industry-wide i think a lot of us kind of comment about it so Cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it can feel a little awkward when people hit me up and thank me, um, for for doing the podcast and stuff. But you guys do know I get paid to do this, so <laughs> it's uh, yes, I do appreciate uh, helping the industry out, but I also get paid uh, through sponsorship. So, um, and it helps grow my marketing company. But yes, I do appreciate when people uh, well, but, give value you know, you, out of it. You say that, but I mean, heck, you've spoken to me off the air on the phone. You've answered pretty. I well do talk to a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, you're not getting paid a dime for that. So yeah, while it's nice that you're getting compensated, you, I know that it's there's a passion there. Of, yeah, uh, and and I, I love I, helping I people. Yeah. That's true. It's evident. So yeah, good job. Awesome, Tommy. You are amazing. Keep doing your thing, bro. Uh, there's no doubt that you are um, just getting scratching the surface uh, there at Shoals, and um, I got a I got a lot of respect for you, dude. And so uh, keep up the good work. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to see you here in a few hours uh, yeah. in our GDU group. So uh, listen, if you guys um, love this episode, make sure that you um, share it with your friends. Subscribe. Uh, check us out on Facebook. You can like our page. We do all of our updates. If you subscribe to our podcast on your iPhone or Google, you can go to um, iTunes um, podcast on Google podcast. Subscribe. You'll get notifications when we do a new show. And uh, we have amazing guests all the time, like Tommy, who come on and share their story and uh, talk a little bit about the business. And uh, so if you enjoy this, uh, hit us up. If you need anything, um, always open to have conversations with you guys. Uh, feel free to hit me up. And uh, again, uh, thanks, Tommy, for coming on, taking the time. I know you're a busy dude and you got Absolutely. a lot going on. So I appreciate the uh, 48 minutes you spent with us. Man, you got it down. Yeah, uh, very glad to be here. Yeah, thanks. If I can ever help anyone, you can find me. Just Google us and then send me an email or something. I'll be glad to help anyone in the industry. Awesome, bro. Well, have a good day, and uh, thank you for your time. All right, thanks, Ron.